Glory to God. Praise God. I don't have to preach today. They hit it. They hit all the spots. Amen. Put your hands together for Zach Beagley Ministries. I mean, it's an amazing organization. You know, I know Zach personally. Stephen, I don't know where you are, but Stephen knows. There he is over here. He knows Zach personally. We're both Rama guys. We know a lot of the same, same people, same ministers. And let me tell you something. This man, I called him a man. They call him a kid. Okay, he's, so... This man has got a heart for these children. And not only a heart for the children, he has a knack for making a connection with these kids that's unexplainable. I, I envy him. I wish I could do that. Because he, when, he ha, when he gets around them, I mean, it's just like every word he says, they're just drawn to it. They listen to it. He can relate to them, no matter what they're going through and what they're dealing with. But I want you to know that these kids, it is an honor for us to send our kids to here. To be a part of this, we're going to be a part of it in the future. Because let me tell you something, as they sat right here and told you, they are coming away with memories that will be with them the rest of their life. They're coming away with the realization that they are called to the ministry. You know, man, that's awesome. You know, we struggle as a pastors to get people in the congregation who are adults to realize they have a call on their life. But to see these young children that are about to step in to what's to come in their life, and they already know, oh man, awesome, awesome, awesome. It's really good. And, I oh, we'll need that. All right, I've got to really put a lot in in a short period of time. They didn't give me a lot of time. Thank you. My tailor has just fixed me up there. <laughs> but look, one thing I... <laughs> all, all right, all the OCD people in here are now, are you okay now? Yeah, thank you, sweetie. I love you. This is, we balance each other out. You know, that's a good thing. But look, what I want you to see is, it, you know, kids camp is very important. We take the the lives of these teens very important. Just like Keith said, these children not only are they the future leaders of America, they're the future leaders of our church. And I think as a church, there's something we can learn from them. And let me throw this little statistic out there to you. I did a little research. 72% of teens that graduate from their youth group never make it into the main church service. 72%. That's not good. Let me throw another one out there now. This is a whole different. 89% of children that graduate from a youth group and move away to a secular college never make it back in church. Man, we're losing a lot of people. We're losing a lot of young people. And a lot of that, you know, like I said, there's something that we can learn from that. And a lot of that comes from, from looking, at, looking at them, looking at how they enjoy the camp. And one key ingredient you heard from all three of them is they went into this expecting. I mean, they were praying weeks in advance, writing down what they wanted to see God do. Am I right? They did. They were expecting it. And they went there. They had built their faith up so strong. 1 John 5 tells us faith wins the victory. They have built their faith up so strong. They knew without a doubt when they got there, God was going to move. He was going to show up in their presence. And I'm going to tell you, that's awesome. And I think the church can learn something from that. Amen? We get there. And the first thing to always remember is it begins with their praise. I mean, you look at them. When they go to these camps, Zach sent me a video. And, I mean, these kids, arms in their air, wholeheartedly, tears down their face, genuine, true gratitude, heartfelt love for their Jesus Christ. Amen. 
We should have that. I want you to have that. When we talk about that we want the people of Compass Church to walk in victory, that's where we want you to be. We don't want you down here walking from defeat, from prayer to prayer to prayer. We want you up here walking in victory. And it starts with your praise. All right? I'm trying to hold back here, all right? I can get a little excited about this. I gotta, it's because I'm passionate about it, folks. You know if you're passionate about something, I mean, you corner Jeremy down and you get to talking about Auburn football, and buddy, you better step back. He knows it. He's passionate about it, all right? I know this to be true. What I'm telling you is true. There's power in their praise. So what, would he, what does that mean? We have to start coming in this church expecting. You need to start coming expecting. Expecting to see God move. That starts during the week when you're in your prayer time. All right, and this goes back to what I told you last week about writing down, preparing your walk with God, cultivating that relationship. All right? I hope you were cultivating your relationship so you're hearing from God. But it starts with you. You expect to see it. You come in here expecting. You come in here with a whole hearting of praise to loving Him for who He is and what He's done in your life. Amen? Expect, expect. Look, church was not, is not set up to be boring. All right? This is a celebration. It's about life. It's about we were given the free gift of life. All right? When, when we accepted Christ, that's awesome. But that expectancy and that excitement comes from you. It's something you've got to stir up. I remember Zach said, some of you may have seen this video, but Zach posted a video where he was giving his daughter uh, some chocolate milk. He was making her some chocolate milk. He said, I'm giving my daughter a free gift. So he had the glass of milk, and he had the chocolate syrup. So he, he puts the syrup in the milk, but the milk's still white, and he's, he's telling the story. I'm giving her this gift. It's going to be chocolate milk, but it's not in there. Sometimes the gift's got to be stirred up. All right? Sometimes it's got to be stirred up, and that starts for you. You've got to be intentional to do that. When you're at home in your prayer time, and in your, when you're talking to God, come on, you've got to be able to talk to Him and expect to see Him move. Amen. Glory be to God. Glory. It's a celebration. Every time we have an opportunity to come in here, it's a celebration, a time of praise, to see them up front worshiping God and thanking God for how He's moved in their life. I mean, that, just, that is awesome. That is truly, truly awesome. And look, I'm going to go kind of fast, so everybody kind of stay with me. They didn't give me long, all right? All right? So I had to cut a lot out of here. But listen, in order to start this process, remember, there's power in your praise, all right? It all started with their praise at the camp, all right? Everybody say that, power in your praise. That's right. Don't ever forget it. But in order to do this, you've got to have the right attitude, all right? You've got to have the right attitude. Now, I'm not going to go on that. That's a whole other sermon. And everybody's already, some of you are already using back in your seat. No, what's wrong with my attitude? Man, I don't think you're talking about. All right, listen. Not only do you have to have the right attitude, you have to have an attitude of gratitude. How thankful are you? Amen. How thankful are you? Stop and think about that for a second. Now, not only do you have to have an attitude of gratitude, but you've got to put habits in place to create an attitude of gratitude. Make sure I got that right. <laughs> habits to create attitude of gratitude. Amen. All right, so one key, one key to that is everybody say alert. 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 You've got to be alert. And I don't mean just alert when you're driving in traffic. I mean, you've got to be alert. 
understand this. You will never see the true presence of God moving in your life until you are alert to how He's working in your life right now. No matter how small. When God moves a centimeter, you've got to be ready and willing to praise Him for that and believe Him for the big things. But if you can't praise Him in the little things, you're never going to see the victory of the big things. Amen? All right. Stay with me. Stay with me. All right. Alertness. You've got to be alert. You've got to open your eyes. Now, now, everybody's like, my eyes are open. I'm alert. Well, let me tell you this. How, my wonderful father-in-law here, this is Pop. I call him Pop. What a cool granddad named Pop. All right, great in-laws there. And there, I've smoothed enough there. I'll get a good birthday present for that. But he just, <laughs> Pop decided, invited to take the family to Dollywood. All right? Not just us, the whole family. Brothers, sisters, grandkids, big, big ordeal. And, uh, which was a great trip. It doesn't have anything to do about the trip. But what, one of my jobs was just logistics of the trip. All right? So my focus became the driving. How do we get there? You know, how do we get around once we're there? You know? Making sure everything's right. We don't miss anything. And, but what I did miss was here I was surrounded by some of the most beautiful mountains that God put in this country. The beauty of God was completely around me and I didn't see it. I couldn't see it because my focus was around, only on what I was self-centered about, which was what the job I was doing at hand. I wasn't alert to the things of God. You've got to open your eyes. You've got to be willing to look and see how He's moving. Amen. He can show you the beauty, but you can't see it if you don't open your eyes. Amen. Attitude of gratitude. When you come in this house, come prayed up, come with the right attitude, a thankful heart, and come expecting to see God move. And He'll do it. He'll do it. And, uh, and you can always tell as a pastor, the people who come really expecting. You know, it's kind of like Lourdes. You know, you always know Lourdes has got so much energy on her. You know, she comes in. She's always like this right here. She's on the edge of her seat. All right, pastor, what you got for me? Because I know you got something. I talked to God and he said it's coming. You know, you know. So, you know, but you know what? <laughs> but you know what? There's no doubt that she comes. She's happy. She's excited for the Lord. She's excited for the things that he's done in her life. Excited for the things that she's, he's doing in her life. Oh, man. All right. Let me slow down a little bit. Slow down here. Come in here ready. Come in here ready and expecting. Amen? Amen. And listen, something that we, we fall into a lot. And I'm, listen, I'm preaching to you as much as you as much as I'm preaching to myself. How many of you know it's important to have a pastor that's going to be real with you? Well, I'm going to be real with you. I told you I'm going to be real with you. All right? And, and so I'm taking this to heart too. And, and we're always so quick to say, God, I need you to go to work. I, need, I got this situation over here. So-and-so's on my nerves over here. Go fix this. Go fix that. And he says, whoa, cowboy, pull the reins back. No, slow down. Look, I'm already here working. He's already working in your life in one way or another. Each and every one of you sitting here can think and see a circumstance or a situation that God has moved you or brought you through. And you need to be willing and ready to praise Him and thank Him for that. Oh, glory be to God. Praise you, praise you. Don't miss it. Wake up your praise. Wake up your praise. You can say it like this. The greatest cure known to man can be found in simply praising God. Or I guess you could look at it like this. The greatest deliverance known to man can be found through a whole heart of praise, 
of love and gratitude. All right? Don't be so big on requests and short on praise. We can't do it. We can't. Be alert. Attitude of gratitude. But know how he's moving in your life. Know what he's doing in your life. This goes back to what I told you last week. Write down the vision for your life. Write down what it is you're believing God for. And check it off when it happens. What's happening? You're building your faith. You're encouraging yourself. Because as little, no matter how small it may be, you see that He's moving in your life. And then that rolls into here. In your church family. Your church family. Now you share a testimony of something that God's brought you through. Then you're encouraging them. And it just snowballs. It goes out into your workplace. Amen. Write it down. Keep alert. Keep an eye when God is moving in your life. Amen. Glory be to God. Oh. Uh, all right. All right. I'm going to touch on this. I don't really have a lot of time, but I'm going to go. I'm going to paraphrase this. All right, guys. I want to talk to you a little, little quick story uh, in Second Chronicles. Chronicles. Uh, it's, it's about King Jehoshaphat. Now, I'm going to really paraphrase this to, to get this in for time. And simply put, all right, in King Jehoshaphat's time, he's, uh, he's the man. He's happening. All right, he's top of the. His enemies are rising up to take over. All right, they're standing before him, you know. And King Jehoshaphat's looking back, looking. He's looking at this amazing army right here, and he's looking back at these twenty guys here. He's looking at the army here, and he's looking back, and he's like, "Oh Lord, we're done." In his eyes, in the natural, there was no way they were going to take a, take these enemies. It was not going to happen. So what did he do? He, they went to God. The Israelites went to God. And long story short, what did God tell him? He said, you are to go meet the enemy with praises of God in your voice. How crazy did that must seem to them? How cra- I mean, that's like Alabama, Auburn playing Alabama and then Auburn pulling out their first string offense and putting in the marching band. Huh? I mean, they must have been, you know. I mean, you know, we would have won anyway, but that's okay. That's a different story. <laughs> but anyway... <laughs> Jamie. It's all right, buddy. Roll tide. Right. <laughs> Look, God could have told the Israelites anything. He could have gave them military strategies to make it work. Whatever. Anything to make it better. He could have called for, I don't know, the elders of the church to pray. He could have done anything. But what did he do? What did he do? He told them. He said, don't worry about the enemy. I will deliver you. Just praise me and watch me work. Glory be to God. Sometimes when we're going through situations and circumstances, we just got to sit back and thank God through faith that the victory is coming. We may not see it yet. We may not see it yet, but we're going to stand fast. We're going to stand firm into the Word of God and what has been taught to us. Amen? Stand fast. All right, look, one thing I want you to see is, remember, that was in the Old Testament, under the Old Covenant, okay? All right? But one thing I want you to see is, the enemies could not... Stand against the praises of God's people at that time. He could not. He could not. Their praise, Psalm 22 tells us that God inhabits the praises of his people. Amen. The enemy flees at the sound of praise because God comes on the scene. Ooh, at the sound of a heartfelt praise. Mm, I got that actually written down in the book of my Bible there. That's pretty awesome. But look, what, what happened as the Israelites went on through this? They're all going on. They're doing their deal. They're, they're, they're praising God. They're looking at what we're about to go up against. And I can only imagine what they were thinking, you know. 
But they got to be. They have faith in God. All right. So they're just going in this. They're going in this. What did they do? They reminded themselves of the past victories that God brought them through. All right. The past victories. That's why you need to be able to look back at what God's brought you through. Be aware of it. Be ready to praise Him for it. And when you do, that puts you in a place that when you are bombarded with things the enemy brings against you, you are quick to know that there is going to be victory. You're quick to praise Him for the victory before you see any change in your situation. Amen? So, what can you learn from this? From this account? Number one, God's got your back. Alright? He's on the side of His children. Amen? Without a doubt, he's got you back. But what I think I want you to really see is, remember, this happened under the old covenant. And under the old covenant, there was, and there's always been, there had to be a sacrifice and a shedding of blood for sin. In the old covenant, the only way they could do that was through animals. All right? Animal blood could only cover sin. All right? It could not cleanse sin. All right? Some of you are like, I see where he's going with this. But, according to Hebrews 8, we're under a new and better covenant. Praise God. Glory be to God. A new covenant that was established on the blood that was shed by His Son, Jesus Christ. Glory to God. If He'll do it for them in the old covenant, how much more will He not do it for you that was paid for by His Son? Glory be to God. Amen. Praise you. Praise His holy name. Glory me. Glory, glory, glory. Attitude of gratitude. How thankful are you? Man, I want you to be thinking about that. Be, think, be looking for what God has done in your life. Be looking for things that, things that He's accomplished in your life and things that He brought you through. It's kind of cool. I even go back as far as I write it down just to remind myself because we're all quick to forget the little things that He does. But I write it down. I document it. So I can go back and encourage myself. Pump myself back up. Get myself excited. Amen? Because let me tell you something. Situations are going to come against you. The enemy's going to bring anything he can to stop you. Alright? He wants to keep you held back. Amen? Power in your praise. Attitude of gratitude. You've got to have the right attitude. You've got to have a thankful heart. You've got to be willing to praise him when he moves in your life. And understand that he's moving in your life. Whether you realize it or not, you need to start being alert and seeing it. Amen? And remember, the fight's not yours. It's not yours. You know, you don't go out there trying to take on Satan all by yourself. He'll knock you out. He's got a mean left hook. He will take you down. All right? I don't care how street smart you are. All right? But when you learn to stand firm, stand firm on the Word of God. Now, this goes back to what we talked about last week, the importance of cultivating that relationship reading the Word, you've got to have this Word in you. It's got to be in here. You've got to know what to say when the enemy's coming at you. Alright? We can sit up here and preach all day long about, oh, you've got to, you know, the promises of God. If you don't know the promises, you don't know how to pray. And you don't know how to stand against Him when He starts to come. Oh, oh, never mind. I don't want to get too far now. Let me pull back. <laughs> stand your ground. Stand firm. Stand firm with your Faith grown strong. Remember, 1 John 5 tells us faith wins the victory. And, you know, there's, people understand there's going to be circumstances. I know a lot of preachers nowadays, they preach that, uh, well, I won't get into that. 
There's going to be situations. You know, there's no magic cure for that. Satan's going to bring situations across your path. You're just going to have to deal with it, all right? And sometimes it's not going to be easy. Sometimes it may be a little difficult, all right? And look, I'm preaching to myself as well as you. And I want you to understand, I relate just like you. I'm just like you. We're all human. We all have situations. The enemy tries to stop each and every one of us, myself included, all right? So I'm preaching to myself. But one thing I want you to understand when you see these circumstances, and just like the Israelites, it looks impossible. But understand, God is on your side. He's got your back. When you keep continue to praise Him for the little things that you're, He's doing in your life, and you continue to stay lifted up, stay encouraged because you see what He's doing in your life, you're building your faith up strong. And once your faith gets strong, you learn it becomes just second nature to praise Him through your situation or through your circumstances, knowing by faith that with all you've got, you know that He's going to answer your prayer. Amen. You can't back down. Praise Him before the cir- even before you see the circumstances change. Oh my gosh, I can tell you story after story about that. Your attitude of gratitude. You know, glory be to God. Think about it. You know, I think, some- <laughs> I think sometimes there's a sensitivity level on our gratitude. You know, maybe sometimes... It's just a little bit lower than others, you know. Kind of like on a metal detector. You see the man on the beach, you know, he's trying to pick nothing up. And he ain't picking anything up. Turns that little knob, you know, gets it on up a little higher. Me, 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 you know. Kind of like that. I mean, you need, maybe you need to adjust your sensitivity level. Speaking of sensitivity level and metal detectors, who wants to hear a good story? All right, I'm going to tell you anyway, so it doesn't matter. Y'all can pacify me and say yes, no, it doesn't matter. Sorry. All right, I'll make it short. I had a wonderful opportunity to go to Swaziland, Africa. Woohoo! Some of us in here got to go. Who all got to go? Tony was there. Chelsea was there. Ham, Keith, Anna. It was a great time. We got to go see Morgan, and I cannot pronounce her last name because she got married to. Huh? I can't do the click. Okay, you got it. All right, so. all right, anyway, some of you that don't know Morgan, she was a missionary that was sent out from Auburn Fellowship. Anyway, we got to go. Uh, long story short. <laughs> We are, we're going, and our first, our first leg is Atlanta to London. So we go to Atlanta. We all bus up, and we pack in there, and we get to the airport, you know. Everybody's all excited. We get us some janked-up food up there, victory, group, something, whatever it was. So anyway, we're doing the deal. We're going through shoes on, you know, going through security, you know. And we all, we get through there. We get to the plane. We get on the plane. And this was, uh, let's see, you ever heard the, heard the term hoopty? Well, this was a hoopty plane, because I'm going to tell you, you know, that's what we used back in the 80s. But it was the plane needed some work. But we get on the plane, and <laughs> the plane is completely full. There's not an empty seat. The jump seats are full. So we've got 10 hours from Atlanta to London. It's not going to be pleasant. And the air conditioning did not work on my side of the plane, and they had us all spread out. And the European lady sitting next to me, she was true to their habits, no deodorant. So, it was not the best flight. But anyway, all that didn't really have anything to do with it. We made it to London. <laughs> so we get to London, and we're all a little, just a little groggy, a little tired, a little ill, some of us, you know, because I'm kind of, I need my Mountain Dew. You know, sometimes I need my little sugary citrus, you know, and I just didn't have it. And there ain't no Mountain Dew in London. So, you know, Tony's over there about to wring somebody's neck. Where's the Diet Coke? I need a Diet Coke. I leave me a diet coke, you know. Chelsea's over here hungry, you know. A girl can eat, you know. <laughs> so, 
And then Taylor Kirby was with us, and she had a carry-on that's this big, and I look over, and she's sitting on it on top in this box trying to fit it inside a box because they're telling her her carry-on's too big. So Anyway, we were having a hard time when we got there. But we finally, when you go back through, you got to go back through security again, you know, doing the whole process. We all get through security, and we're looking around, and we're like, where's Keith? (laughs) You know, hey, we're in London, and we missed the black guy. What happened? Where's Keith? You know, it's a bad part being a youth pastor. You have to be the brunt of all the jokes. But anyway, you know, we can see him over there in the line, the line of security. It's about like where the doors, back doors are. And we see him over there, and he starts to turn white. That's kind of not good, you know. That's kind of not good. And we're all sitting there like, what's going on? And then finally, this police officer comes over, and she said, hey, is this gentleman with your group? I said, yes, he is. You know, I'm giving her the whole church spiel. I know, you know, at this point, we need it all. We're a church. We're going on a mission trip. You know, we need, you know, all the, anything we can get. She said, okay, well, I just wanted to let you know that we're going to have to detain him for a little while. And I'm like, really? And she said, I said, detain him? Wait a minute. We're on a mission trip. You know, we're in another country. Detain him? And she said, yes. And I'm like, why? And she goes, because of these. And she pulls out these rifle bullets like this long so <laughs> hey hey shh. you be quiet now i got the mic now so 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 we're all like oh my gosh you know what do we do my mind starts thinking how do you bail somebody out in london you know i'm like how do we get to africa what are we gonna do the kids are like oh our youth pastor's a terrorist you know <laughs> He's going to kill me for this. <laughs> but look, <laughs> let me clear it up. There was a last-minute add-on item to pack, which was a raincoat. Keith didn't have a raincoat. He went to his buddy who had just been hunting and borrowed one, just grabbed one on the way to the airport. And Keith just neglected to look in the pockets. So he's not a terrorist. Everybody understand. Everything's Okay. And I will say this, he made up for it on the next flight. He saved two lives on the plane. That's the truth. That's true. That's right. That's right. But anyway, I went all the way down that thing to tell you, you need to adjust your sensitivity. You need to have it. Don't be have it down here like in Atlanta. You know, Atlanta can be kind of jacked up down there. You know, you don't want to be like them where they ain't picking up nothing. You want to be over here like they had in London, where every time God moves in your life, everything, if he moves a centimeter, your arms are in there. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. And I'm going to tell you one quick story. Again, y'all love that. But I was just new to the faith, all right? I'm I'm learning this whole believe in God thing. And I was in a warehouse, and I was very thirsty, kind of like I am now. But I was in a warehouse, and I I was thirsty. And I was broke at that time. I didn't have any money. You know, I didn't even have enough money to buy a drink. So I... uh, I had 50 cents, but I needed 55 cents. And I'm like, oh, gosh, Lord, I'm really thirsty. You know, and I knew it was a pretty good walk. You know, it was a good 10-minute walk to the break room. So I was like, all right, I'm God, I'm thirsty, I'm going to walk. And when I get to that break room, I'm going to have that nickel. There's going to be a nickel. Somebody's going to give me a nickel. A nickel's going to drop from a dove in the sky. Somebody's giving me a nickel. And <laughs> thank you, man. It's a long story short. I walked in. I get in the break room. There's a group of guys in there. I'm standing looking at the drink machine. No nickel. Oh, great. You know, come on, God. I'm thirsty. You know, get me a nickel. And uh, I just happened to look down at the change thing. Stuck my finger in, and there was my nickel. 
Now that may sound stupid, and you may be rational. Oh, somebody just forgot their change. You do whatever you want. I saw it as a victory. God moved and answered a prayer in my life. And I'm going to tell you, I was pumped. I was happy to get my Pepsi, man. I was like, oh yeah, this is great. Thank you, Lord. You know, And that started, I'll tell you this, that happened right after I had gotten saved in Christ. And it started a long walk of faith for me. And you'll hear a lot of testimonies about that as we go. All right? So always remember, God can be no bigger in your life than you praise Him to be. Amen? And look, I know it's hard. I know it's hard. I do. I've been there. When it can be a lot of things. I dealt with it with my mother through the hospital. My mother had a life of a lot of illness. And she, she eventually passed away, mid-60s. And she was sick my entire life. I always remember this. But the one thing I do remember is through all her troubles, and she was in the hospital, I can't even count how many times. She always, I walked in that hospital, she was always praising God. She was. And I never, there was times I didn't understand it. And she would tell me, she'd say, you know, I don't understand all this right now. But I do understand what's told me in the Bible. And you know, her praising got her more time. She never got completely healed. So people, you know, but it did buy her some time with us. Praise God. Attitude of gratitude. You've got to create that attitude. You've got to stir up that gift on the inside of you. Learn to praise God through circumstances, even when the circumstances haven't changed yet. Amen? And listen to me. Don't be so focused on the problem that's right before you. All right? So many people are quick to do that. They're quick to go around and tell everybody what they're dealing with right then. Now listen to me. Don't misunderstand me and say that I'm I'm trying to tell you that don't act like a problem don't exist. No, there is a problem. You deal with it. You do everything you can in the natural to fix that problem. Then you turn it over to God and you stand on the Word and you believe. And you wait and you praise Him when He sees you through the victory. Amen? Don't magnify that problem because when you magnify that problem, you're giving glory to Satan the enemy who brought the problem amongst you. Don't do that. Don't do that. Victory. We want you walking in victory. Praise God. Glory be. And, you know, we, we, pray, we worship God in a lot of ways. And, and we do it, of course, with music. And I want to say, you know, I, I want to invite people on Sunday morning. If you feel led to come down front and you just want to... Lay it all on the cross and you want to just worship God down here. That's okay. That's okay. I want you experiencing all that you can from God. But now look, God is a God of order. So all you gymnasts out there, God didn't call you to come do cartwheels down here and over the tube, pews and this, that and the other. He's a God of order too. But it's okay. Come down. If you want to get your little groove on, come on. I don't care. If that makes you happier, if it makes you receive more from God, or draws you in closer to Him. That's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. I hope nobody videoed that. You know, I mean, if Michael wanted to come down and get his little groove on, that's all right. You know, who knows? Mike, back in the day, maybe. Seriously, though. It's okay. We want to worship Him and praise Him however we need to be. All right? And I want you to know that this, it's open if you want to do that. A lot of people want to do that. I know a lot of churches are they're putting, they're putting a halt to that. And... You know, it's very important because we believe, I believe, there's power in your praise and you need to be able to praise God the way you feel led to praise God. But, so not only do we praise when we worship in music, we also praise with our giving, our tithe. 
uh, we'll be praised when we serve. And uh, also, one thing that is going to be vitally, vitally important at Compass Church is we praise with communion.